0: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions, going head to head with counterpoint. 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 Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
1: We got our guys locked and loaded, in place, ready to go. We got Mike Van Solen here, managing principal over at Navigator. Hello there.
0: Hello, great to be here.
1: And we've got Stephen Ledrew. What are you today, lawyer? I'm locked and loaded, <laughs> ready left, to go. There you go.
0: There we go. Cool. Ready to go.
2: I'm
1: ready. Oh my, you're I'm, ready. Ready, for He's I'm ready. Never mind. He's, He's just here. All right. I here. Ipsos polling uh, did some polling for Global News, and it reveals 50% of Canadians think racists uh, are having racist thoughts are normal. Another 47% think it's a serious problem. Albeit the numbers are down by 22 points from 1992, um, the numbers are still there. 26% say they feel it's acceptable to be prejudiced against Muslims and Jews. Most of the findings of, of this kind of way of thinking come from Quebec. But here is the VP uh, of Ipsos who joined us today.
0: We found that 50% of Canadians believe it's okay and actually normal to have racist thoughts. Roughly 20% of Canadians then take it one step further and say it's okay to express these thoughts out loud or to put them into action.
1: So, you know, I kind of look at this from a different, maybe a different point of view. And and one of the, you know, it, it's easy to blame the, the Trumps. It's easy to blame the Max Berniers and all the rest of it. But I also think that Canadians are sick and tired of the virtue signaling, the finger wagging, the, the name calling. If you do things like talk about immigration or you express concerns about asylum seekers coming across... I think after a while, people are sick and tired of being lectured. And so maybe some of this resentment is coming on the polling. Uh, But are you surprised by the numbers?
2: I don't believe the numbers. Okay. I know Ipsos uh, is a very fine polling uh, firm. I don't believe the interpretation that they gave to the numbers. I agree with you, Alex, that uh, a lot of people are, if there is blowback because if you have a picture of a person of color mm-hmm. going across the border in Quebec, wandering along that little trail, and they say, "Oh, well, it's racist," and that's just absolutely, and people are just tired. Every time there's a person of color or a Muslim and they say, they point it out or something, they're tired of being called racist. So I hear your point, but I just don't believe this. I don't believe 50% of the people of Canada uh, think it's acceptable to be uh, racist or to have impure thoughts about Muslims, Jews, or whoever it is.
1: Well, I think when we hear these numbers, Mike, we automatically assume, oh, that must be the white people. But nowhere does it say we polled you know, 500 Chinese people, 500 yeah. Nigerians, whatever. And racism isn't just a white person thing. It happens in all different cultures to all different groups. So I don't know where they got that number.
0: Yeah, no, it's hard to kind of sort through what what to take from this. You know, uh, more than three quarters of respondents say they're not racist themselves. So the question about 50% are racist, do, they, do 50% of Canadians believe that people might hold racist thoughts? I think those uh, other people are racist. You know, uh, so uh, it's hard look I, I believe largely we're a, a loving uh, you know uh, you know non racist uh, country uh, that's oh, we very are. welcoming very welcoming of, of people of all of all backgrounds um, but I do think there is something to what you said that we do live in a society where um, look you, you you it's it's an offense to uh, offend anybody so mm-hmm. we we just don't have uh proper conversations about issues anymore uh you know this starts at the universities uh we we see it in society we see the virtue signaling that you talked about um you see it well you see it though a,
1: when the government the provincial government asks the federal government's to pay for the costing to asylum seekers and then they're right. called uncanadian i mean that's
0: Right, and and so that creates this little pocket of people, I think, you know, so... Uh, you know they want to talk about Trump and Maxime Bernier, and yeah, that does create these pockets of people with sort of pent-up anxieties uh, uh, about what the, our politically correct culture. And so then we see sort of the worst features of uh, of some people's uh, sort of worldviews uh, sort of come to bear. But but I think we got to look at the whole system. This right to not be offended uh, it plays well, out no in right. political correctness. That's not a right. I, I know, but but it actually is some a right. Think it's think almost it it's almost a it's almost become a codified right today in society. Society to not be offended. I mean, and everybody's you know. No, I, everybody then I, don't no go on social media. Longer
2: longer. <laughs> I, fight, I fight against that because I just think that is so that wrong. It's just I, I th- and you have a point. You have a point. I've uh, written some things or said some things, and people on social media can just go wild on it. It's just so wrong to go wild. There's it's a,
0: against free speech. There's a U.S. Supreme Court judge uh, who said something, you know, to the effect that you know your, your right to make a fist and, and swing swing your hand uh. stops where the other person's nose begins. I I think that was
2: learned hand, and I think I took American constitutional law. I think was 1932. The problem is everybody's noses are getting longer and longer, and it's harder. <laughs> and Harder not only, to hit them. Only if you're in federal office are your noses oh, getting wow. longer because they're telling more lies every day up there.
1: Yeah, well, they're they're the ones who also want to stop the uh, fake news. The liars of Ottawa want to stop mm. fake news. All right, let's uh, talk a little bit about the Trudeau Liberals launching this new Canadian tourism strategy aimed at boosting international visits to Canada. You know, during uh, seasons that aren't necessarily the most popular. So they're going to pump 58 million bucks over two years to help cities market their strengths. Let's take a listen to one of the um, silliest MPs as to how she wants to market this.
0: (laughs) Canada is big and beautiful. We have so much potential to build on, like our beautiful fall colors, our snowy winters. Rich indigenous cultures, <laughs> safe communities for LGBTQ2 travelers, and we have some of the best culinary chefs. Okay. Tourism around the world Seriously. is booming. Seriously, I, rich
2: indigenous right colors? Tourism tourism. Do you think uh, you some you. people up north <laughs> are going <laughs> to ship plane loads in when Trudeau comes back from somewhere? Okay, bring them on my plane and go and have them watch?
1: What are we paying fifty eight million dollars though for? Like I don't understand this. We just we're hearing at the provincial levels, they've got all these budgets to do tourism, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh you know, marketing. We've got it why are we paying all this crap this for the This minister has nothing I don't else get to do with
0: this. Is, this is just where I mean, this is why I'm part of small c conservative. I just think government stick in your lane. Uh you know, you you <laughs> aren't mar- you aren't marketers. Let let the chateau oh. let the Royal York market and, and bring people in. Let you know, let the people who have amenities. Listen to who, that who, the minister's
2: voice and that extra we just heard. We know they are marketers. And
0: I think and I think they'll do a good job. The, or they'll try to hire the best ad firms. They'll try, they'll try to reach people and populations that might be interested in coming here. Why government is getting in the business business of marketing tourism, uh, these are the type of things that drive me wild. Canada's back.
1: Well, it's also the minister who spent upwards of $150 million on a birthday party the prime minister didn't even show up to. I mean, it, her record is not exactly fantastic. the one
2: that did the deal with Netflix, too.
1: Yeah, I think yes. it was you know tax free. Not the brightest bulb. No, however, there she's lit uh, all <laughs> well, over. Well, she
2: needed something else to do. That's my point. Well, up
1: again. Do, I it, do it, it on your like, dime.
2: I think the vets would have liked fifty-eight million.
0: I and think they, so and they, too. Yeah, well, for sure. And and all governments fall. Uh, you know, too many governments fall hostage to this sort of. Uh, you know, I think they get lured by. Uh, you know, I've been in government. They, you get lured by the idea of working for the ad firm. It's kind of a fun. It's I not, know. It's we'll not, talk it's about it's the pretty money. colors. Oh, um, it'll be wonderful. And the and snow.
1: Don't forget the snow. It's so white <laughs> <light laughs> and oh, fluffy. Oh, you can put some dogs in there. The sledding. Oh, it'll Wait be wonderful.
2: Second. I see the makings of an ad here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> an ad here on 640.
1: Jeez. Oh, yeah. You uh, don't want my ad. Well, um, I thought
2: that was pretty good.
1: There you go. Let's talk a little Waste bit. Of government money. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about another poll, another day, another poll. This one coming from Environics uh, Research saying, 75% believe Ford's PCs are on the wrong track. And then I looked to who did this poll, um, and this was a poll done specifically for QP. So this is a poll done for Union. It's has a, a bias already on it, Mike. Yeah. And I think the question and the conversation becomes, look, Doug Ford is doing really unpopular things. He may very well be. This is not the poll I would be buying that from.
0: No, and uh, with great respect to some of my friends uh, to acknowledge over at Enveronics, um this is a tough one. I, you know, I I think Michael Adams and the crew over there do a lot of good work, and they get into a lot of great pieces. This is a paid-for piece. We shouldn't take, uh, you but know... But it should be
1: illustrated. This was done for a... It was unit. done for
0: a yeah. it. Look, and, and, you know, my firm, we get paid by by uh, outfits to, uh, to, to to do polls as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, the? there's, there's always so much within the, your research, uh, but... I just don't believe. I, you know, I said this to some folk, uh, some folks up on the street at Queens Park today. Uh, I think Doug is doing better than some of the recent polls that have come out have suggested. I think the conservative base, the people who voted for him, uh, he's largely doing what he promised to do. And further, he is in the toughest part of his mandate because mm. this is where he has to cut. Uh, and and frankly, he hasn't even cut money. Uh, you know, overall spending in health and other areas uh, is growing. He's just trying to sort of bend the curve a little bit. But yet, the you know, in a world where there's a group after group after group who, uh, you know, they're the day's sort of token uh, organization who's losing money, some of them well-meaning, some of them doing good stuff, no doubt. Uh, but as a province, we can't afford it. Uh, we've made a decision as a province that we need to sort of this in line. Uh, so let's not uh, worry about each of these polls as they come day after day.
1: Well, the, we shouldn't be, but the, that we are, Stephen, they're being adopted as de, as truth. And I'm like, okay, well, you, you truth, can take, you know well, what? they're not, but they shouldn't be then adopted widely by people and they are all over the place where it's here he is, he's, he's 75 people, 75% of people hate him and it's like, okay, yeah, you, you, you pulled right downtown Toronto and <laughs> it's a by a union. What did you think they were going to come up with? But, exactly. Yes, people so, don't don't oh, know the small print on these things.
2: So let's just bring out the small print, which uh, both you and Mike have. And I just think that it's a, it's a poll south of Bloor. I think that it's a shame that uh, pollsters get into the business of uh, pandering to whoever's paying for the poll and trying to work something up. And I think the general public mm. and your listeners are looking at that and say, well, it's just hogwash. So, you know, just move on. I don't know. It's just it's not it's not real. No. Yeah, not but it, but it
1: does distract. From it does keep the Ford government you, on its heels. That's do you, problem. well.
2: Do you think Ford's staying, you know, up late tonight because of that poll? Not in your life. Uh, He's not.
1: No, I, I do think that he watches these things. But again, when your message is constantly keeping you on your heels, and and, and it's being adopted as as.
0: Absolute, Look, I, I I wouldn't lose a, a minute's sleep about this poll. Mm-mm. The government does need to think about how they are going to roll out uh, their ongoing austerity agenda. Mm-hmm. Oh, and
2: they've been ham-fisted uh, in
0: some yeah, things. And, and it's really tough. You know, uh, you know, there's a difference between, you know, what, what I've seen is sort of successive little pieces coming out. There, they actually had a good... Budget launch, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. now there's sort of been successive pieces, and and do you maybe well, bundle that? I don't know. The ongoing <laughs> war between
2: Ford and here. Tory in the city
0: of Toronto well, is not is not helpful to. <laughs> Yeah. far at all, yeah. right? And that's but that's but that's a creature of uh, I mean that's politics sort of. But they're both playing, it. yeah, because yeah.
1: Tories they're all playing politics, and that's the problem. Well, but you the know, union we, we talk, playing politics. We're like, talking
2: about a poll, yeah. and, and I'm saying really just don't pay attention to the poll. I'm saying that to your listeners, and then some, somebody could come back and say, well, okay, are there those cuts of which Tory is complaining? Or are there not cuts, which Ford is saying, I'm asking them just to look at uh, efficiencies?
1: I don't think there's any, uh, look, like, there who is knows the nothing, truth in that one? right, then I would say let the auditors come in, because in case you're not understanding what we're talking about, earlier today uh, the premier came out and said that he would offer money for the municipalities to get an audit to help them find the 4%. They're not asking a lot, Like, and these savings can oh. be found, so I don't yeah. care what any of these municipalities, you can find it whether you cut your paper costs, your paper, whatever, just find it.
0: Well, yeah, look, no, there, there's, and I think, I think in in large measure, the uh, Torontonians and people who listen to these stories believe that money can be found.
1: Great, great, so great. The then open your wallet, open your wallet. Whether,
0: whether in fact, there's enough, <laughs> there's sufficient for,
2: um, you know, to make sure that the kids' breakfast Programs or lunch programs right. in schools but Lisa mcLeod is an has already said thing.
1: 20 times it's not going anywhere okay. and, and, and well, again, that's it's, important she and, said it like month two months ago the breakfast program's not going anywhere you know what could go somewhere is this guaranteed annual raise that the public sector unions seem to think that they should get every year <laughs> maybe not <laughs> this year point. and you know what you'll get your breakfast program right. Right. Good crazy point. thing okay anyway and gonna...
2: there are inefficiencies in in health right departments. and, and there's
0: and 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 the, and the, and the s- s- City Hall is a great choice to make around uh, around how it builds its infrastructure and those pieces too. So, yeah, no lots of stuff. It can do. No, fix potholes, just fix potholes.
1: Let me just take a quick break here because we are very late to getting to that, and then we'll talk about uh, the nice big juicy raise, uh, General uh, Vance Scott, because you know he's really deserving. We'll talk about that coming up in just a minute here on Point on Global News Radio.
0: Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head with Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. Steve
1: Ellen Drew likes to be called names. He said that no. so I like to call other people's names. Okay, so <laughs> <I have to laughs> defend myself when Mike
2: calls me names. Yeah. And that is He does that during breaks, you know, as Mike
1: Mike I is the, uh, the strong silent type. Mike Van <laughs> well, Solen joining that. Oh, good.
2: It's good oh, for lonely. good for radio. The strong silent <laughs> type. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, no, no actually you got a voice for newspapers. Face
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for radio. You've got a face for radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, let's talk about, let's ta- what? Huh? Let's talk about um the man uh you know who claimed not not but like I think forty eight hours ago, a couple of days ago, that he was responsible for suspending Vice Admiral Mark Norman. He was uh, the buck stops with him, you know, it's his fault. So he now you know why you got a raise. There you go. Well he um you know, we heard from Mr. Norman over the weekend, he talked with the uh, Post um, about his experience or parts of it. And when I read that article, I thought, why has the general not been fired? And now we read today that not only is he not fired, he got a $50,000 raise to $306,000. And that was all in the recommendation of the prime minister, Mr. LeDrew.
2: Because he tried to take the fall for the Prime Minister. Mm. He said, as you pointed out, Alex, the buck stops here. It was my responsibility for saying that the Prime Minister now clearly rewards him with the maximum raise he could give him under any of the rules in Ottawa. So give him another $50,000. Most people look at that and say, okay, you really, really screwed up. Why would you get a raise? It's clear he got the raise. The Prime Minister is, I want to give him the raise because thanks a lot for trying to take the hit for me because I know I'm going to take the hit hard next week when the House of Commons returns because I'm the one that fingered the Vice Admiral.
1: What? I can only Trudeau. yeah Well, yeah, and I can only imagine what, uh, you know, Admiral Norman was thinking when he's reading, this guy is getting a raise, because Norman's not going to get his job back. The chances of him getting right. his position back that he was fired unjustly for is zero. I want
2: to see if he gets more than Cotter,
0: though.
1: Well, he, he should. should. And it should come into the pockets of the people that Fire him. Ooh. Maybe you can get some from the raise from his Vance. Yeah. But honestly, well, as
0: for Vance, I mean, you, you jump on a landmine for your country, uh, you get the Order of Canada, or at least not for your government for a, gover- for well, a this, government. This, this is how this is how they would think about it. Right. Uh the, you know, you at least get a fifty, <laughs> $50 thousand dollar. I mean, I I don't even know that there's a lot of interpretation that's required. It's so plainly obvious. Well, don't, but don't but they
1: can't possibly be that stupid that they don't wait. see the optics of this. Like, I know, I know, they it's more on that I said that, but like honestly, does no one in Ottawa think what's this gonna to look like two days after Mark Norman's broken his silence. So you think, yeah, this is, a, yeah, let's give it to him. He's earned it. Oh, yeah, I Trudeau's
0: would, I would, say, charm everybody. Say, I would say it's hard to see around a corner if there was a, like any corner between like giving him a raise and like this story being Trudeau here today. is counting on charming Canadians and saying,
2: yes, I made a few little, maybe a few little.
1: Errors. Yeah, but after but a while, apologize. the hot guy at the bar that everyone's wanted and had a ride with, after a while, that guy's not so hot anymore. He's just the guy at the bar that's trying to charm a bunch of... Uh, yeah, after a while, that, that guy becomes uh, gross.
0: Well, you know, saying that woman that's, thing? I don't understand No, that's that. just,
1: if he wants to sell himself, I think he's going to have a harder time doing that. Yeah, because I think a lot well, of women well, are we, looking we, at...
0: Women so are going to be, gonna be a, big, uh, a big determinant in how this election plays out. So, you know, interested in your perspective as to where... Are they still with them? Do they still buy the feminism stuff? No. Do they still buy... How could that's you? Joking. Wilson-Raybould.
1: Well, yeah, exactly. And she's also, I'll talk about her in just a few minutes. But look, those stories have not yet been told. No, we have
2: a whole summer and uh, two important uh, months in the fall Mm. to uh, tell stories and tell the truth.
1: Let's talk about that because I'm not sure why Elizabeth May is talking at all at this point. I mean, I don't know who's advising her on the uh, strategy of the campaign, but she's already uh, she's already out talking and saying, hey, if uh, the 2019 election ends up with a conservative majority, the liberals uh, should try to form a new government with the support from us. Um, Mike, A, this is the one party I think a lot of people were looking at as an alternative to not voting for Trudeau and because they're so disappointed in the NDP, and this woman
0: is Shooting herself in the foot. What is Both she doing? <laughs> like she has she actually has a chance. The the NDP are down. Mm. She has her foot on uh jug meat's Throat, mm-hmm. you know the, the the question she'd be asking herself is, "What do I do now?" And the answer is, push down. Like you, you have to go for the political, uh, you, you know, jugular now. And the fact that she would concede that a uh, vote for us, or you know, like this sort of milquetoast sort of positioning she has, is crazy. the The Green Party, I believe, what after what happened in PEI, uh, we see them getting some of the by election wins. The Green Party actually has a chance to to be uh, the third party you know, in in uh, the majority of Canada in this country. They could supplant the NDP in many regions. And they
2: probably uh, but, will. Well, no, well, I mean, but not, she's not, making these She's calls. not helping
0: it. No,
1: no and, I,
2: I and, disagree with you. I think what she's trying to do is show Canadians that, in fact... Exactly what you said, Mike. That she could be the third party in Parliament after the next election. No, no, no. That no. she has the responsibility. I'm not voting
1: for a coalition. I'm voting well, no, for a party. No,
2: no, no. but People in in third parties always do that. After they're the bigger, fact, they, they don't announce it six bigger. months
1: before. What if Jane well, Philpott and Jody Wilson-Raybould? I mean, these people everybody haven't even announced if they're going to run
2: for her. Know, between Sheer and May, and sorry, and Trudeau, it. May mm. would go for Trudeau. Everybody knows that. She's just showing how important she is in advance. Or she she, she has to
0: say that she she she's still at this point needs to say she wants to form government no kidding no, oh, come is on she, give me that stuff wait, no, wait. it's like the NDP saying well we are going to become well, the hold government hold on a
1: second why, why Like you she do it, that because uh, she, if she's a, it, like any other politician you, you gotta earn it you gotta show why you can run you know, but we, they don't get scrutinized they will not get challenged like any other party and so I guess this is just kind of chucked there's up there's a difference as,
2: between a stretch a couple of miles on this one, and she, and no one's going to stretch it. Believe that she could become the prime minister. No,
1: no, she's not going to become the PM. But
0: Steve, of we crucified, uh, you know, uh, win for a week out from an election <laughs> for saying that she might not win the win, right? Like, well, really and dumb. people, people yeah. in the Ontario Liberal Party, like, you know, lost their minds about that. Here, six months out. She's basically saying a vote for the liberals is better than a vote for Andrew Sheer Yeah, that's the uh, message. Yeah. So that's, I, I, that, and that's obvious from her, though. That's yeah. my point. No, I think the a Greens lot of people. Are not I, I just doesn't the show. It just Mike, doesn't show political instinct.
2: I just think I think I what she's trying to do is show that she's very different, which no. we all know. No, no. And no. she is going to be in her mind supplanting the NDP, as you agree with. And of course, when I'm the third party leader, I'm going to support Trudeau, as okay, everybody well, knows. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay, at some point, if you're going to be a credible leader and someone to be taken seriously, I would hope that they would achieve and strive for more than third place and think that that's more than a victory.
0: I think they have a chance. I think, I I think, think they have a chance what? I think to, to do what? To, to, to be a significant force in this life. The third party. Yeah,
2: all, all, Oh no, the ending, they could wipe out the. Ending. You don't you speak
0: should. honest about that. You, right. you say you're out there to win it in yes. all those ridings. It matters. That's why. That's why. Win uh, waving the flags early was a problem.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, but win was, you know, the government. May is not the government. No, but she she's wants to be, once. and
1: she's been leader of that thing for long enough to know that you either move over and get out of the way if you can't win, or, you know, the time you can she, win, you make point of it. She's a, already if, said, I'm going to come in last, but you might as well just not uh, She
2: has the best chance of anybody who could be the Green Party leader maybe, to get uh, the most seats, I think. Mm, maybe not. She has a lot of credibility as a Green Party leader.
1: Right. you like her. Uh, yeah, no, she lost me when she got drunk and started hurling insults at the former prime minister you know, and, and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you're going to behave like a politician, then you're going to be held to the same well, account she's
2: behaving like a British politician. There you go.
1: All right. <laughs> I got to leave it there, guys. I'm getting the old wrapper up. Oh, uh, is. That is Stephen LaDrew joining us. Thank you, sir. And Mike Van Solen on point on Global News Radio.
0: You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.